Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Oh, wow. Please take your seats for a bit. Please. Please take your seats. Hey! My right leg is shaking! You people. I'm standing up here because I don't take this stage for granted. I'm standing here because I was given opportunity to live a life of significance. That's true. Some of you may not know, but as far back as 2007, I visited Worship Harvest for my first time, and the visit never ended. I am still visiting. And in September that year, Apostle Moses was preaching, and he was talking about the grace of God. And my eyes were open to the love of God and the grace of God like I had never seen before. And I was birthed into a totally new life. And I want to say thank you so much, Apostle. Thank you. I had been running away from pastoring for 10 years before then. And, and Apostle Mose succeeded in getting me onto the eldership then he later on explained that elder means pastor pastor means bishop and and so i was in it um uh, three years later four years later there was a whole thing of nalia he says you know you guys can go with that group and then these guys go with that group and then i realized that we were the associate pastors of washpavest nalia that's opportunity Later on, we planted Washpavest Gayaza and so many other locations that have come out of that. Kungu, Kawempe, Matuga, now through Kawempe. I am living a life of significance. Yesterday, I was looking at the overall report for locations and I realized that our cluster has over 5,000 people. Christian Nsubuga from Naja Nankumbi, 5,000 people, Yuki. Look, I'm going to ask that for only, for on my, he will talk on his part on my behalf. Stand up and give Apostle Mose a big hand. Celebrate him. Because he's not only been a father to me, but a way maker. At Washburn's guys that we are building, the thing is big. It's because of him. Thank you. Thank you, Apostle. Yes, Apostle, I would like to thank you as well. And I, I learned something earlier in the week from um, Pastor Dennis, who had an opportunity to come and be in this position. And uh, he got on his knees to honour you. And as you're doing that, I wasn't, at that point, I hadn't even been invited to, to speak here. But I'm thinking, oh yeah, okay. Um, and then when the invitation came and I thought about it, and I'm thinking, but I've got all these reasons why that's not good for me. You know, my, my, the knees are not so strong anymore. The back's not so good, but I'm gonna get down. And I wanna say, thank you for this opportunity right now. Thank you for the opportunity that you've given Anne and myself to plant a church in Wairaka. Thank you that you have taught us so well. Thank you that you support us. Thank you that I've had one of those it is well messages. And you, you might think, 
it is well when you're really struggling is, is lacking compassion, but it's incredible compassion because it's actually the words of God. My it is well message came when we'd been planning to return to Australia for a few weeks in June, uh, July, and we got to the airport and they wouldn't let us get on the plane. There was a problem with our ticket. We, we weren't allowed to get on the plane. We were pretty disappointed, I can tell you. And we came home, shared um, to let Apostle know that we we're still here, and the reply came, it is well. Those five weeks that we were going to be in Australia have seen or saw the most significant growth in Worship Harvest Wairaka. Amen. It is well. Yeah. So thank you so much. And finally, thank you that you have, uh, you're a risk taker and you have looked on a pair of sexagenarians and said, yeah, you can plant a church. Yeah. For Pastor Jose, you'll need to look that up, okay? It's not anything about October. Okay. So thank you. Thank you very much. We honour you. Come on, let's celebrate. Thank you, Apostle. Thank you. Thank you. We are living a life of significance. Um, just before we get into what we want to share, there's three types of people, some may be online, some may be in the room, but there's three types of people for whom the Holy Spirit wants to serve healing. The Bible says healing is children's bread, okay? So he's still serving, even as we speak. Um, there's someone you've got um, a pain in your shoulder tablet um, leading to the socket. Um, it should be gone now. You can check, but if it's there, it should have already gone. There's someone you've had tension in your um, collarbone area. I don't know what the issue was, but there's healing available for that. And then lastly, there's someone, who, amen, receive it in Jesus' name. And then there's someone else, you've had uh, neck challenges, there's a tension and a pain in the neck. Um, God is healing that. So receive that in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Right, so, so um, 20 years ago, Ron, you won't believe it, uh, 20 years ago, um, 2001, I just come back from Dar es Salaam. I had written a play. Um, it was called Lavlon. I was directing the play. And uh, what St. Francis Chapel Macare. And um, so after one of those rehearsals, there's a guy who I know, whose name uh, begins with a letter of the alphabet, of course, um, who I knew had had some interest in, in, in Pastor Lynette. And at that time, I had discovered that my heart had gone head over heels for her. But I had not yet declared my intentions. Mm? Mm. I had just come back from Dar es Salaam. Look, I had been away six months. I didn't have a chance. Now I, you know, I was seeing how to do it. Now, this guy offers to give her a push to her hostel. It was at about 9 p.m. I have never been so angry. <laughs> I have never been so unhappy. I quarreled with the road from Makerere to Wandege. I quarreled with the taxi. I quarreled all the way to Machindi where I was living. I quarreled with my room. I said, how dare he give her a push? From the next day to this very day, 20 years later, I give her a push. Hey! Greetings to my lovely wife, Lynette. Love you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Pastor Chris, Be I'm not going to tell you my story of <laughs> needing a push. You're, you're certainly not going to tell it publicly. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but, but I seized the moment. I had to seize the moment because if that guy had succeeded, I would not be in the picture. 
And so today, we want to talk to you about seizing the moment. Seizing the moment. And the truth is that if you're seizing the moment, you must get ready to go at short notice. I did not come, go at home, start a plan, how I'm going to give a push, what, do a budget, BT. I didn't need resources. I decided from the next day I was going to give her a push home. Every day, to this day. We've had a great week, Holy Spirit week. We've been taught the word. Apostle Mose yesterday and today brought the house down. He took no prisoners. There is a great and effective door that's open to all of us to live a life of significance. But somehow, in this room and online, people who've been coming here to pray, shandering the whole day, there are still people who have not yet seized the moment to plant a church. Eh, mumuchukola mutia, tell me. So Pastor Ron and I are here to help you realize that there is a moment. And by the way, we were praying about this as soon as we got to find out that we are going to share. It was two days ago. We are not doing a collabo lean over. It's what we were asked to share by the Holy Spirit. And it's interesting that it's exactly what he's doing. About two days ago, there was a shift into commissioning. Seize the moment. Yesterday... Pastor Jeremy was sitting in this very chair and he talked about a morning where Apostle Mose called them and had breakfast with them and said, we have an opportunity. There's a big hall that has opened up in Kampala, downtown. We must plant a church. He gave them two weeks. Two. If they had not seized the moment, there would be no double mega multiple church called Worship Harvest downtown. Two weeks. Two. They had two, only two weeks notice. You had two weeks notice as well? No. So we were hosting, we had a hosting centre in Wairaka at, at the, the college, the yeah. teacher's college where we yeah. have. And early in the year or maybe late last year, uh, Apostle Mose and Pastor Ari and some of the other leaders came up to visit and hear our story in a sense. And as they arrived and we walked, I was leading Apostle Mose up the stairs to the hall. And I said to him, ah, welcome to the future Worship Harvest Wairaka. Mm. <laughs> and, and he said, don't worry too much about the future or something to that effect, that the future is now. <laughs> now but we, at, at that point, we had no plans to be pastors of Worship Ava Zwaraka. Um, I was inviting him to the place where it was going to happen, not to the person who was going to be leading it. Okay? Anyway, time went on, we continued hosting, the hosting centre grew, and then this, there were a few sort of inquiries. You know, Pastor Filter and Ginger started to ask us some questions about what was happening and when you're going to be a location. And, <laughs> and there was a, this bit of an idea that maybe, yes, we were going to become a, a location. So on Wednesday, May the, it must have been about the 5th, I think, um, we found out that we're going to be launching. Hmm. Great! Yeah. Yes. On Sunday. Oh! That's the fastest plan so, we've ever done. I would have loved the two weeks notice that these guys got. <laughs> but we did. Uh, we launched and, and it was a very successful launch and the church has grown. And, wow. And now, yeah, we, uh, we now have some five, 485 people in our database in Wairaka. Hey! And it'll be five months tomorrow. Wow. Mm. 
485 people on the database in five, five months. months. Yeah. Whoa! Now, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter 13, verse, we're going to be really sharing from verse 1 to 4. It says, verse 13, verse 1 says, Now in the church that was at Antioch, there were certain prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Manan, who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch. I mean, if you had been brought up with a royal, you, I think you had a complicated name, Manan and Saul. Hmm? Yeah. So, 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 first of all, there was a church in where? Antioch. Now, before this church is ever mentioned, there was a church in Jerusalem. You know, this is where the Holy Spirit came down. Disciples multiplied by the thousands and all that till they can't count how many. But the church was hit by persecution. And the disciples began to scatter. And so some of the disciples end up in Antioch and start preaching the gospel. And then the church in Antioch becomes so vibrant. It was a church undergoing revival like Worship Harvest is right now, like Grace City Church is right now. It was so good that the apostles sent someone to go check out what's going on. Yeah. They sent a guy called Barnabas. Yeah. Okay. Now it is this Barnabas who then went and found Saul in Tarsus and brought him and now this is the five guys in this church that are being mentioned there. Yeah. Prophets and teachers. Yeah. Barnabas, Simeon, Lucius, Manan, and Saul. Yeah. And, you know, similarly here at Worship Harvest, we, in some ways, are a bit like Antioch. There was revival happening in Antioch. There's revival happening here. And there are people here that are significant people in that revival. You are the significant people. You are the people who are known. You are the MC leaders. You are the cohort shepherds. You are the zonal pastors. You are the location pastors. You are the cluster leaders. You are the apostle. You are the significant people. Just as there were these significant people in Antioch and they're named there, you guys are the significant people in this, in this movement called Worship Harvest. Yeah. So, so, so then it goes on to say that as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Spirit said, now separate to me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. And when they arrived in Salamis, that sounds like fish, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews. They also had John as their assistant. Yeah. The first part of, of that talks about the fact that these, um, these men ministered to God. They ministered to the Lord and they fasted. I don't think I'm the only one here who's hungry. Yeah. <laughs> we have been ministering to the Lord as we have been fasting. Yeah. We have been ministering to the Lord as we prayed, as we've worshipped ministering to the Lord when we're praying in the Spirit is just so powerful. And that's what these guys had been doing when they heard from God. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, Pastor Ron, the thing about environments like these that we're in is that the more we pray, it, it sort of becomes more and more pregnant with destiny. Right? 
You just sense that something is about to happen. And every passing day, it just keeps on swelling and swelling and swelling. Um, I mean, the other day I was walking around and up there in some room, there were people, there were, some people were casting out demons out of some others. The people are receiving the Holy Spirit and speaking in new tongues. There's miracles everywhere and more and more and more of it is happening over and over again. But the thing about that pregnant environment is also that it's a, an environment for separation, for uncommon calling. Pastor B3 was preaching here, beginning of the week, and she said that this is an, an, we are living in uncommon times. You know, this is an uncommon week. And there are uncommon callings. Yesterday, I think about, Apostle was saying in the morning, over 300 people um, sent messages to their pastors and said, we would want to serve the Lord all our lives. He's go, he will be, we'll get to find out at some point how many people have said they want to plant churches. Significant callings are happening right now. The question is, are you seizing the moment? Pastor Ron. It also says that having fasted and prayed and laid hands on them, they sent them away. <laughs> Barnabas and Saul were sent away, sent away for the ministry. It says after fasting and praying, they laid, laid hands on them and sent them away. So these other guys that were there, called Simeon, Lucius, Menaean, are the ones who laid hands on and sent them away. They were sent away by these men. But it's not the men who sent them away. They're sent away by the Holy Spirit. It happened through men laying on hands, but it's the Holy Spirit who sent them, the Holy Spirit who commissioned them, the Holy Spirit who told them to go. It happens through man. We get the message through the laying on of hands of another man. We were... Uh, commissioned as pastors at Worship Heart for Swaraka, when Pastor Chris and Pastor Lynette, our cluster leaders came, laid hands on us and prayed for us in a, an incredibly special time. And we were sent then to Wairaka. Yeah. They are the ones who performed that act, but it's the Holy Spirit who put us there, in that place. Amen. So we can be sent by men. We can even get the instruction to, to go from the mouth of a man. But it's the Holy Spirit who sends us. It's the Holy Spirit who gives us what we need to do what we're being sent to do. Amen. We don't get that, like Pastor Chris has been great and Pastor Lynette and they're helping us and supporting us, but they've not given us what we need to be the pastors in, in Waraka. The Holy Spirit has given us that. That's Amen. where it comes from. Amen. Amen. We also witnessed um, a commissioning here of some of our senior leaders who are going to serve the Lord all their lives. It was a special moment. Very anointed. We had pastors um, prayed over for their ministries to start. Great service. Do you remember that? Does someone remember that? September 2020, um, I think it was, online. Apostle Mose called um, Pastor Angela and she came with her husband. They knelt down and he commissioned her to be a prophet to the nations. 
There are commissionings that have happened on camera and those that have happened off camera. But there is commissionings going on. And our sense is that the Holy Spirit wants to commission us to God. We must seize the moment. This is the moment. If you've heard Apostle Moses speak yesterday, and you heard him today, and you've spoken to him in private, what you hear is this is a moment we must seize it. We must seize it. Pastor Ron, we were having a conversation yesterday as a cluster. The other day, was it yesterday? Yeah, I think it was yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. We, um, we had an impromptu cluster meeting and we're talking about a range of different things and, and about what, what's going to happen. And one of the things came up was that uh, Pastor Roxy and Pastor Paul have been apprenticed to Pastor Chris and Pastor, Le- uh, Pastor Lynette as apprentice cluster leaders. And so it, it sort of became, well, you don't stay an apprentice forever. You go and you become cluster leaders. And so we were talking about this, this idea and uh, I think Pastor Roxy was wanting to push it off for a while, <laughs> but recognising that you know, they're about to plant another church soon and, then, and they have their own cluster ready to go. Um, and it's the expectation. Like, if, we are, if we're being apprenticed, it's not so that we can be an apprentice. Like, we don't get apprenticed to be an apprentice. We get an apprentice to become, um, well, an apprentice builder becomes a master builder. Yeah? An apprentice becomes the master. And, and so, yeah, it, it's, it's just part of the natural growth process of being a church that is growing, that people will be sent out. And, um, yeah, at the moment, the Kazibways have still got a little bit of notice. Well, actually, probably haven't got notice, but they've got a little bit of time. But be careful answering Apostle Mosaic's phone calls, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were saying we have now burnt their bed and given their bedroom to another. This should be going soon. We, we sense God is about to do something. But, but friends, there's, there's, a, there's a thing here and... and and, and really, we need to understand that when, when leaders are sending us off, they're not bullying us. They're not just pushing position and weight and saying, you go there, you go there. Um, the Osindes, Rodriguez and his wife, uh, Lisa, um, were in our gang many years ago, and then when it got to planting Worship Harvest Kungu, we sensed that they need to go and experience a plant. And last night we were having a, a conversation because they were one of those who said we are going to serve the Lord for all our lives. I was so excited. Um, but they, was, they asked us, why did you send us away? And we said, so that you grow up. So you get to see what planting a location looks like. So when your turn comes, you know what to do. Most loving parents send their children away. Now what we're talking about is seize the moment and get ready to be sent at short notice. Because the Biemanzi thing with Apostle Mose was a seed. That two-week thing is going to happen. And for some of us, it's going to be to Portugal. For some of us, it's going to be to Congo. For some of us, it's going to be to the Caribbean. For some of us, it's going to be to Saudi Arabia. Short notice. I have worked in the, I worked in the World Bank some time back, and I noticed that some country managers, a particular country manager called Kundavi, she and her husband, they lived their lives in two suitcases. Their most precious possessions were two paintings. Because the World Bank can send you to a country any day, any time and when the president of the world bank sends you that email when you receive it you do the goodbye party you get onto the aeroplane and go 
seize the moment and get ready to go on short notice. Because Jesus said in Matthew 10, 40 to 41, he who receives me, receives him who sent, who, uh, he who receives you receives me, and he who receives me receives him who sent you. Uh, let's go on. He who receives a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. Pastor Jeremy labored at that point with Dr. Okolo yesterday, right? And he who receives a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. We need to receive our apostle and revma. We need to receive our location pastors, zono pastors. Everyone is going to be sending people on short notice. Don't say, you know, I had, I had some people at our location some years ago, I said, you didn't give us ample time. There is nothing like that. Pastor Ron. Oh, thanks. I like the way that it, it, the, the similar scripture is recorded in Luke where he said, and he, this is after his, no, when he's commissioning the 70 to go out in Luke chapter 10. And he says, he who hears you, hears me. Like for me, that kind of puts it around the other way of not, that's not so much about me receiving, that's about people receiving me. That, that sort of brings that out clearly. That when I go in his name and people receive me, they are receiving Christ. Yeah. yeah. Christ is actually working through me to them. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, yeah, he who hears you, hears me. And he who rejects you, rejects me. And he rejects, he who rejects me, rejects him who sent me. We go in the name of Jesus, as Jesus, to the world. Like we are Jesus to the world. Yeah. Yeah. When we speak and what they're hearing, they're hearing Jesus' words when we go in his name. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and there may be some very organized people who want to figure out how is it going to be give me the 10-year plan, what will happen on day two, there is nothing like that. You're sent away, you choose a spot, you go. Or the person sending you can even choose the spot for you. Right? As we saw in this story, these guys, they left. They ended up in Cyrus, yeah. but, but, they, but they left. And, and the point is that the Holy Spirit keeps on guiding you as you go. In fact, it's in um, it's Luke, uh, Acts 16, 6 to 10, but I will not read the whole thing. But it says now when they had gone through, uh, what's this word? Phragia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So passing by Mysia, they came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia stood and pleaded with him, saying, come over to Macedonia and help us. Now, after they had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go. After he had seen the vision, Paul, they sought to go with him, concluding that the Lord had called them to preach the gospel. Yeah. And the thing about this is, is that they were on the move. Yeah, um, Apostle Mosiah has been known to say, you can only steer a moving vehicle. Um, a ship's rudder is useless when the ship is in dock. It, it doesn't move anything about the ship until the ship is moving. It can't steer. And these guys were moving. They went through this region. They went there, but the Holy Spirit said, no, don't go there. They went somewhere else. They were not able to preach there. But they were moving. They were going. Sometimes the call for us happens when we are going. We don't have to just sit and wait and say, oh, one day God will call me and, <laughs> and then I'll be ready to go. Yeah. You have to be moving. We were able to launch Wairaka on Sunday, having been told about it on Wednesday, because we'd been a hosting centre that had been thriving yeah. for 
six months. Absolutely. Okay? We, we were moving. Something was going on. And it was very easy then to be steered into, okay, now it's a location. Absolutely. We were moving. Absolutely. And you know, this is one of the scriptures that I, when, when I read it, when I hear it, I hear Apostle Mose who... I, Romans 1.5 says, Through him we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith among all nations. We've received divine enablement and we've also received sentedness, apostleship. We must go. We must be sendable. We must seize the moment. Because Paul writes in Romans 10, 14 to 15, and he says, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him on whom they have not heard? Of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Guess who solves that equation? You. Me. We must go. The people that have to be sent must get ready to be sent on short notice. The people sending must get ready to send people on short notice. Because there can be two problems. The the ones to be sent are ready but the ones who are sending are feeling like Ibam Beach when I send them. Pastor Beastry was not afraid to send Pastor Solomon. I was not afraid to send Pastor Jose. Were they ready, ready, ready? Could we swear, swear, swear they were ready? No! Our apostle, our prophet, has been really hot on Uganda. Towns, municipalities, cities. There's about 700 places to go. If everyone in this room and everyone watching online decides to say yes, to seize the moment and be ready to go on short notice. We're going to change the world. Totally change the world. I like the Jesus movie where he's with these fishermen on the boat and they ask him, Jesus, what are we going to do? He pauses for effect. He turns and looks at them and with a big bright smile he says, we're going to change the world. Worship harvest. We have a moment. Seize it. Because we are going to change the world. Pastor Chris, some of the people in this in this room are quite young. Um, are, are, are they able to do this yet, do you think? Absolutely. I agree. In, in Paul's letter to the Corinthians, chapter 16, he says, For a great and effective door has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. And if Timothy comes, see that he may be with you without fear. For he does the work of the Lord, as I also do. Therefore, let no one despise him. Timothy was a young guy, a very young guy. And yet Paul was able to send him uh, to the Corinthians to minister in his place. We are not to despise the young people and not not to limit what they can do. Um, when they heard in Wairaka uh, that I was going to be here on Friday, 
a bunch of them decided, oh, we're not staying in Wairaka, we're coming to Nalia. Woohoo! So, up there. Hey, Wairaka! Is a group from Wairaka. Um, young people. Some of them, I'm not sure how they got the day off work, given that I'm their employer. Um, <laughs> but I was counting before, I think there are seven Worship Harvest Church plants there. Yay! And, and these are young guys. They yeah. are 20 year olds, 22 year olds. Um, but they, are, they have put their hand up this morning in response to Apostle's message and said, I'm ready to plant a church now. Absolutely. Yeah, so speaking, speaking of bamboo, uh, young people, um, Ruth Odida, one of us in Gaza, I was so excited. She said, yes, she's going to plant a church. She's 17. Yeah. Yes! That's it. Come on, people. It's going to happen. Ladies and gentlemen, please make feel welcome, Pastor Roxy. Wow. Wow. You know, like when your right leg is shaking, but then like this time it's like your heart is. What an intense session. I don't know what you guys are feeling, but wow. Intense. Intense. I'm like, do we have to respond with words? Can we pray in the spirit? Thank you so much, Pastor Ron. Thank you so much, Pastor Chris. Please let's appreciate them. What an amazing, amazing, amazing exhortation. Amazing exhortation. Um, we've been in a week of praying and fasting, and from what you've shared, it's that during such times of praying and fasting, we are ministering to God, and God speaks. And the speaking that happens, from what we've seen, is usually a commissioning. A commissioning, a being sent out. And you've talked about the fact that uh, usually it's a human being who is going to lay hands on you, but it's really the Holy Spirit sending you out. And so what I wrote here is that significant callings are happening now and have been happening throughout the week. From Monday, significant callings. And it's really up to you to say yes. What I think is that some people are waiting for a shaking, a falling, a thundering, rain. But what I've found is that God is speaking through your disciple. And God is speaking through the preaching which is happening. Because we found out the preaching is really prophesying. And our prophet has been talking about going, living a life of significance. So you actually don't need another, you don't need to pray about it. This afternoon, hey, I'm going to pray about this word, about going. No, no, you don't need to pray. Now you need to say yes. Now we need to say yes. We need to say yes. There is, there is that saying that, and I think I first heard it from Apostle Moses that lead with a yes. But I think from what you're saying, we need to follow with a yes. Yes. We need to follow with a yes. You can't be a huddle leader for two years, let alone five months. Yes. Because as you are saying from our conversation, the whole apprenticeship thing, you're not being an apprentice to be an apprentice. Being an apprentice is not being an assistant. You're not an assistant. You're being trained to do that thing that the person is doing. I remember my own, because you guys have shared your own stories about how, you know, you got plunged into that thing. And for me, it was a car ride. Yeah. We had a car ride with Apostle Moses from Tinder. By the time he got me to our home in Chaliwajala, I had been commissioned. That's how it happened. That's a quick one. That's how it happened. So on the Sunday before the car ride, I was a worship team leader. On the next Sunday, I was a location pastor. Hey. 
<laughs> but this is the interesting part. December 2017, we had a week of praying and fasting during Christmas, the Christmas week. Mm. Yeah. And so I was coming and praying in the mornings, coming and praying. And you know, one of my prayers was, God, I want to serve you. God, use me. And I see people here who have probably been praying that prayer. God, me, use me. But when I was asked to be a location pastor, I said, God, no, please, not me. And, and God said to me, you don't get to choose how you want to serve me. You don't get to choose. No. Just like honor is prescribed in the Bible, God is the one who decides how he wants to be served. He decides how he wants to be ministered to. And he's going to speak through your disciple and prophet. Mm. There are not so many burning bush experiences generally. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, your disciple will just say, oh, what, what, what is happening? What are you doing? Yeah. Go. Go, 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 go. My goodness. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I know that people have been convicted. <laughs> yes. Convicted and more messages are going to be coming in. Yeah. More messages because there's no need to wait. The opportunity is right now. We don't want to leave this to the next generation in terms of the opportunity. Like we can receive it and seize it or we can squander it and have the world wait for the next people who will come. We're not going to do that. Yeah. We are not going to do that. We're going to take the opportunity that has been given to us. We're going to seize it. Uncle Pastor Ron, you want to say something? Mm. There's just one extra thing that I, I just thought of that we probably didn't highlight enough. We're talking about seizing the moment and, and when you are sensing the call or order. Those of us who are the disciples, we need to seize the moment with our people as well. Like, we need to be the ones who send. We need to identify and encourage. And as we talked about before, the word, the call can come from your disciple, from the man. Well, we, the men, need to be making those calls. Wow. So we, wow. as location pastors, we need to be looking at our zonal pastors, our cohort shepherds. Zonal pastors need to be looking, who are they going to raise up? Who are they going to call? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my. And, 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 and also when you when you stop to really think about it, the 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 the, the call that the Holy Spirit gave to um, Paul and Saul and Barnabas was actually to plant churches. Yeah. Yeah. And at worship harvest, what we do <laughs> is we plant life giving, yeah. disciple making and community renewing churches. That's what we do. That's what we wake up to do every single day. You know, Paul in 2 Corinthians eleven twenty eight says something. He says, so he talked about all the things that had befallen him. But he concludes by saying, besides other things, what comes upon me daily? My deep concern for all the churches. Before this, he had been in Tassas and, you know, he came and he's in this thriving revival. You know, like here we are seeing, you know, MCs were 924. Salvations, 1,000 a week. Hey! Hey! But there's people, the Holy Spirit is saying, I want you to have a deep concern for the churches. Pastor wow. Roxy. Wow. Um, yeah, we're about to close, but the thing that you have said about the disciple being able to send out, you know, we've been praying about God send me sons and daughters. Um, the, the, the million disciples we are praying for. And what I'm thinking is that some of those people are already, maybe most of them, are already in your congregation, on your discipleship family tree. Like your army is just waiting for you to recruit it. It's right there. It, it, it doesn't look amazing and gorgeous and skilled and trained, but it's waiting for you to call it out. And, it, and it's something that, that you need to know that the person is not going to be a zonal pastor 
and behave like a zono pastor until you appoint them to be a zono pastor. They don't want to be a mission or community leader until you appoint them to be a mission or community leader. And then discipleship happens once that, once you have invited them into that relationship. And the greatest relationship of all, the biggest yes, the biggest seize the opportunity right now, don't wait for tomorrow, is really saying yes to Jesus. Saying yes to our relationship with Jesus. Saying yes to him being the Lord of our lives, of your life. So you might be watching us right now online. Thank you so much for tuning in. You might be in the room. And I'm just inviting you right now to say that yes by lifting up your hand and saying yes to Jesus. I'm going to lead you in a prayer right now. Wherever you are in your office, at home, in the car, here in the room, maybe you came with a friend. But let us seize the opportunity right now. Don't wait for tomorrow and say the biggest, most important yes of all. So just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for saving me. And giving me a chance. And giving me a chance. To live a life of eternal significance. To live a life of eternal significance. I receive you right now. I receive you right now. As my Lord and Savior. As my Lord and Savior. Take my life. Take my life. And do something significant with it. And do something significant with it. Amen. 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 Thank you for making that decision. There's a number on your screen right now. 0775-642-449. Please contact us on that number and let us know this great news that you have received Jesus. You can text to that number 775 642 Four, four, nine. You guys, wasn't that amazing? Yeah? We're going to do something about it, right? All right, let's appreciate Pastor Chris and Pastor Ron one more time. Thank you so much. Thank you so, so much. Wow. Okay, Doc, we are getting back into our time of prayer right now. You can stay in the room and pray if you want to have conversation or you're doing something else. Please use the lounge and the lobby right outside. We'll be back in here at 5 p.m. to pray together, to worship together, and to listen to the word. This is day five, so we are super excited. for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.